Hey gang, this is Mike Totorella, otherwise known as Lucci, and you're listening to the Refill and Chill podcast. Stay tuned to the end of the pod for a preview of my new mix, Bangerade, Volume 2. Consume responsibly. I need a refill. <laughs> There are too many of them. What are we going to do? You and the chosen one! This is the way. Welcome back to another Star Wars Saturday on Refill and Chill. I'm your host, Dylan Fields, here with my beautiful co-host, Brandon Park. And Brandon, I noticed you're wearing a very special T-shirt that we made a long time ago. I am. I am. It's a Euphoria shirt. It's a one-of-one shirt right there, back when I was still working in the clothing industry, doing some uh, streetwear. Um, I'd like to welcome on our very special guest, one of two tonight, Mr. Alex Hill, coming onto the show for, I think, his third time. Third Third, yep. We had to bring all the boys back for the greatest episode of Star Wars television since episode five of the Book of Boba. I was gonna say maybe since Mandalorian ending, but yeah, no, that was that was yeah, super cool too. I don't know. That's tough. It's gonna be hard to rank all these, like going back and watching again. Oh god. <laughs> um got a lot in store tonight. We got our um Star Wars news. We got the episode six finale recap, open floor, and the three blue milks provided by Mike Torella when he gets here. We're not sure where Mike Torella is. He's out there somewhere. Probably playing around. with tennis balls. He's playing with tennis balls, tentacles, testicles, one of the three. <laughs> um, before he gets here, let's just start off um, catching up. Millie Bobby Brown, star of Stranger Things is rumored to star in a new Star Wars project with a nice pay deal of like $15 million. I'm very excited about this. I know Brandon's not. Well, oh, okay. I didn't say I wasn't excited about it, but... You just, I don't know. You don't like Padme, and you don't like her. Wait, you don't like Padme? What the hell? I don't like Natalie Portman. What? (laughs) Yeah, right? No, I I don't like Natalie Portman. Oh, my God, dude. Okay. I'm mean, she's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I I don't know. I I can't wait to see your opinion after we watch Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> I, I just know you take the makeup off. I mean, that's how it is with most girls, but you take the makeup off. Like I I don't know. I feel like she looks like too different. Whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just opinions, man. Opinions. Okay. You know, right. we take we have hot takes on it's it's show. the wrong opinion, but you know. <laughs> It's, it's that's your fair. Opinion. That's fair. Yeah. But what's your beef with Millie Bobby Brown? Is it because she's only 18? No, no, no. Um, Honestly, I, I think she's granted. She's a great actress. I think she's too demanding. I think she demands like Robert Downey Jr. Money. Oh, really? Okay. So that's my only gripe with her. But here's the thing. Is it deserving? Sometimes really. actors earn that right to be demanding. I mean, even musicians are like that too. I just feel like Stranger Things is so groundbreaking. I think Stranger Things is groundbreaking. 
don't know. It's one of the good. biggest. It's one of the biggest series of the last five years, <laughs> easily, if not the biggest. The biggest, I think. I mean, five years with that that coincides with the Game of Thrones timeline, so it's right up there. It's in the last five years, mm-hmm. maybe Stranger Things one, Game of Thrones two, maybe the other way around, depending on who you ask. Yeah, and the That's good fair. the good thing is all these actors and actresses of Stranger Things, which are very good finds by the you know creators. They're young. They're so young. They've got a bright future ahead of them. Each and every single one of them. I mean, we know Finn's been in a lot of movies lately. Um, Millie Bobby Brown starred in that Godzilla movie, which I I didn't even care to watch. But see, exactly, exactly. right? You didn't, she was in a movie. You didn't care to watch it because I don't care about Godzilla. I've never been a fan of Godzilla, but that's just me. That's fair. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you it. I'll give you when it. she's in a Star Wars movie potentially playing as a young Padme. I don't I mean, care if they brought Rose back. I would still watch are it. You, are, are they saying it's young Padme? No, but no, I've always told... No, I've always told Brandon I think she looks just like Natalie Portman, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, nah. I I mean, I would assume she's for the Taika uh, movie. Is I think she? so, too. Well, then... Okay, you have my attention. You have my attention. I think Taika's is going to take place in the past. Yeah, it's going to be an old Republic movie from what I've gathered. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be Padme regardless, but it could no. be a young a young female Jedi. Yes, very well. I would be. be interested in that. I would also be very interested in that. Yeah. I more, think than, more than a young uh, Padme. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get from you on that. Um, I just... <clears throat> We've already seen her with these powers and strange things. It's almost like the force. So it's almost like it'd be an easy transition for her with a lot of her like styles of like, I don't know, her acting like physical styles, her body language, I should say. Um, I don't know. I think I like the cast. I like it. It's not bad at all. Yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Secondly, in our news, Cameron, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, but Cameron Monaghan. Is that his name? Monaghan? I don't recall. He's rumored to have signed on to play Cal Kestis in his own live-action Disney Plus series. I'm how all for anything Cal Kestis. But how valid do we think that is? Because I've, I've seen it a couple times now, but it's not been on any verified accounts. I think until they say I think, number one, I think they're very focused right now on Mando Season 3 and Ahsoka that I think they don't want to take any anything away from that. Plus, uh, Oh, what's his name from uh, Rogue One? That series is Andor. Oh, Andor. 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 Um, they're working on those three in like the next year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they want to take anything away from anything yet because, you know, the second game is going to come out, I think, next year, too. So I think that all is going to be probably officially announced probably within the next six months once the next probably game is. D- Probably D23, right? Probably, or somewhere along the lines of when the next Star Wars uh, game is announced. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try to coincide it together by saying, hey, we're making the game. But now, because of the success of the game, we're making a Disney Plus series, too. Yeah. So it's a marketing ploy, too. Yeah. And oh, you, know that, you know that game's going to have success. Oh, it, I mean, it's going to The be first great. one was amazing. 
it's a near perfect game. So yeah, <laughs> totally. All the ways Vader can kill you if you just are <laughs> ignorant. And it's great. Yeah, I still have never played it, but I watched the walkthrough on YouTube just to be able to see everything. It's great. Love it. So. One of the most like intriguing parts was just the ending. Like that was the best part was just seeing. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get some more of those characters. I just like where we're at right now in this era of we're filling the gaps. Like I know the sequel trilogy was fun. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it moved the story forward. I kind of like where we're at now where everybody's just filling the gaps. Rogue One is still one of my favorite movies. I love that they just filled the gaps. This show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, all it did, it didn't do anything but fill gaps. Yep. It yep. just... If you were if you were to watch the OTs and go back and watch this, you'd be like, or vice versa now, and then watch you know coincide watch one of the others, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense now. Like how excited Leia got when he's like, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, where is he? Like now that makes more sense because she's never met him before. And how and did. does she know where she, where he is too? Mm-hmm. At the beginning yeah. of A New Hope, that's yeah. how she knows all of this. She knows where he's hiding. She yeah. knows to get the droids to tattooing. She knows to send them to Ben Kenobi. She knows what to do now. The plot holes of the first of A New Hope are now filled. Mm-hmm. So now you know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, when I first watched it as a kid, I thought the droids just randomly landed on Tatooine. Like, <laughs> it doesn't and, make sense. And they basically knew, for the most part, how to hunt him down yeah so it, it, they, they filled in a lot of the gaps here so that's that's one of the things i really did like uh, from this you know show outside of the whole you know vader looking badass you know obi-wan you know seeing him at the peak of his powers mm-hmm. which was the big rumor all along maybe not the same lightsaber battle that was long rumored but still lightsaber battle that was worthy to be one of the better ones of the entire series so when we saw that first little like skirmish i wouldn't even say it's a fight when we saw that first one i was like this is all we got and then i knew that i knew they were setting (laughs) it up story-wise there was no way well because of the plot hole i thought well you can't you know the last time i saw you i was the student and now i'm the master and it's just like well, how many fights did you guys have after Mustafar then? Because, I mean, I don't know. Like, I definitely think if there's a season two, which we'll talk about, I don't think that you can have them face off again. Because No, 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 no. I got no. season two all made already. I already well, got it. Then I want your pitch because after I give my pitch. Um, I think it's a mix of what we we texted about yesterday. Yeah. So I've got a really good pitch for season two. I want to just kind of just say it real quick um i think that season two of obi-wan kenobi if they were to do it should be obi-wan meets a young adult luke and they go off on an adventure to rescue princess leia from the death star and unfortunately obi-wan would meet his end at the hands of darth vader to allow leia luke han solo and chewbacca to escape (laughs) <laughs> oh, so basically you don't want anything after that. <laughs> I think it was perfect the way it is. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there absolutely is nothing wrong with leaving it as it is. Yeah. 
but there is a way to do it that does not involve any of the characters that you have now and it's a very easy one i mean they set the stage for it granted you talked about all this training obi-wan has to do with qui-gon right well it took until the okay spoiler we'll talk about it you know when we get there qui-gon showing up at the end and he's starting that training and i'll get to my take on Qui-Gon because I know there's some people that are mad with some plot holes but I think there are ways around it but the way you do it is Obi-Wan is you don't even have to bring in Qui-Gon again you can show Obi-Wan talking about what he learned from Qui-Gon you don't need to get Liam Nielsen even though he's signed on for a project with Star Wars already to voice uh, Qui-Gon Yeah. even though you have that you don't need it. So now he gets a distress call, but it's he still wants to be in hiding. And it, but it's not just from anyone. It's Ahsoka. And it's Ahsoka asking him for help, which helps promote Ahsoka season two, potentially, if there's a second one of that. I don't know with what's been rumored with Ahsoka season one, if there will be a season two. But if you're going to do a season two, tie it all together, you know, wrap it all up. Because we never got after Clone Wars, Obi-Wan talking with Ahsoka. At all. At all. And I think with their relationship, that is needed. That is, there needs to be some closure for it. So Ahsoka asked for his help on something, but Vader is not involved. He no. doesn't have, they closed the door on that. They did. Honestly, close the door. I wish they would just go more of the Crimson Dawn mall route. If they're, I was going to say it's mall mm-hmm. because it's clear from the end of Clone Wars to Rebels, Ahsoka has faced mall, not just the one time on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. She's faced him numerous times. She's been chasing him. And now she is in trouble because mall controls crimson dawn this could be the downfall of maul and crimson dawn technically right because by the time we get to rebels he doesn't have that anymore it's just himself you can have it so that obi-wan ahsoka bring down maul in crimson dawn and obviously you don't have to do solo too i wish they would at this point just to really tie all this shit together yeah, but man, if you could do it where Ahsoka and Obi Wan team up against Maul, which was rumored that they had signed him on for this season, he was going to be in it. Well, now you have a pitch for a season two that's quite intriguing. You're telling me Ewan McGregor faces off with Darth Maul one more time, mm-hmm. and you get to see Ahsoka in there, and you get that man. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to do anything else. Hell, you could have, you know, another Qui-Gon appearance before he finally faces Maul for one big final battle where both obviously survive. And then obviously Maul dies in Tatooine, but he doesn't know. So there you go. No, I like that a lot. I thought from the start we were going to have Darth Maul from the rumors, but then, you know, those were obviously debunked, but I really like the idea of Darth Maul and Ahsoka for a season two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting, actually. I I never would have thought of that, to be completely honest. Don't even That's... need Yoda. Don't even need Yoda. Right. Yeah, you don't need Yoda either. I think that they shouldn't, though. They shouldn't have Yoda with Obi-Wan Kenobi just no. because I think when they went in their solitude, they genuinely went in their solitude. They went their separate ways. That There's yeah. closure there. There's not closure with Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Give us that, you know, in whatever way, give us Maul one more time on the on our TVs that not, mm-hmm. not the animated, the real freaking thing. Well, yeah. And it would close another chapter of the Obi-Wan Kenobi story again, more fill in the blanks, but yep. I mean, from start to finish, his story started with Darth Maul and it's now going to end with Darth Maul. I mean, I know it ends yep. with Darth Vader, but like we see it in rebels, Darth Maul's story ends with, um, let's do it that way. Darth Maul's story starts with Obi-Wan Kenobi ends with obi-wan kenobi so it only makes sense if they don't just do a mall series heck i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one more thing in here tie in some of duchess Satine stuff yeah in there too Ooh. yeah I've, I've been wanting more Satine. i'm just saying just saying they like well, to did, push. They. I, i'm not saying anything wrong with this but they do like to push their female characters so mm-hmm. disney Give me Duchess Satine and Ahsoka together with Obi-Wan. Yes, you can do it. You can you do say. it and keep the integrity. Well, did you hear about the rumored Darth Maul animated series? Yes, I have. Yeah, so that would be something I would even be interested in if they couldn't get him oh, in obviously. season two. If we could just have a Darth Maul Crimson Dawn animated series of 20 episodes or, you know. Just let Filoni work on it. Do his yeah. magic and we're fine. That's probably, yeah, it's best in his hands, even if it's animated, because even with Deborah Shao, it's beautiful. I, whatever with Boba Fett, I mean, when you get other mixed, you know, hands in the pot, there's just so much room for error. Yep. And that's the, and that's one of the big things I always worry about with these shows is that too many hands are in the pot, like Andor, I'm a little concerned about. Yeah. I think, I think they'll get it okay but just from the trailer i'm like eh mm-hmm. you know? and whatever this uh other one is i forgot the one kathleen kennedy has been working on for the most part but uh there's a fourth one that i just i from what i've heard i have no interest in seeing like i'll watch it but mm-hmm. i don't expect anything out of it i expect it to be garbage that's fair is it the one about um isn't there one about younglings yeah, the, I don't know yeah, if this I, is the younglings one. This is the one where I think I'm trying to remember which one it is. I forgot. If I if I saw the name, I'd know, but I, hmm. I'm blanking on it right now. I don't have it written down. So that's fair. But they've been delaying it like five million times because of the whole civil war and I guess Kathleen's right. pretty much going to work on this one last one, and that's it. That's her swan song. She's out, along with whatever Indiana Jones is going to be, But and then she's out. So, okay, give her it. I don't give a shame. Get her out of here. I was going to say, don't even get me started on Indiana Jones. They should have stopped that a while ago. Oh, you didn't hear what the rumors are? Oh, I did. Okay, good, good, yeah. I actually want to go to the movies and see if it's true, and I'm going to boo the living crap out of it. What's I was going to say, I'll go to it as a comedy show. Oh, I'm yeah. going to let my ass off when they erase the timeline. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. 
going to be so awesome. All right. It's now time for the season finale recap of Obi-Wan Kenobi presented by Anchor. Anchor is free to create a podcast. Check out Anchor. It's free. Brandon, go ahead. Let's go. All right. So start off this episode. We start off at Tatooine. Uh, we see Obi-Wan's uh, boss at the, I don't know what that would be considered a meat locker, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Reva shows up, is asking where Owen's uh, at, if anyone knows anything, because uh, she's trying to find Luke, of course, after she finds out from the previous episode that Luke is Anakin's son. Um, then we kind of cut towards the Empire chasing uh, Obi-Wan's ship. Uh, Obi-Wan decides that he has to leave and draw them away because he knows Vader will just take them completely out of the way because he's so focused on beating Kenobi, um, which he's correct. Um, so he goes in his ship down to... Uh, was the planet confirmed where they were at? Uh, I didn't confirm. Mm-mm. I, I didn't hear anything on what planet it was either. Um, but it was basically like, a, 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 what would you call that? A rock planet? Because there's a bunch of big rocks around it. It looked like almost the uh, final fight, like a plan of the final fight from Avatar The Last Airbender. All those That's the vibe I got too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- basically, well, we'll get into that later. But yeah. Uh, um so then we kind of cut back and forth this whole episode honestly from you know kenobi invader to tatooine uh owens told about uh the inquisitor searching for him so he takes luke and runs back home essentially um him and baru start preparing kind of not telling luke what's going on other than uh, they make up a story that the tuscans are raiding um and um basically uh obi-wan is saying his goodbyes actually um i meant to mention this part uh he was saying his goodbyes um and as he was doing them he calls out for qui-gon saying that this has to be it this is this is for all the marbles essentially like either vader dies or i die or, or anakin i think is the name he actually used um so basically we're on the planet now Obi-Wan gets out of his ship. Vader gets out of his ship. They run into each other. Um, Good recall from Revenge of the Sith. A lot of the lines, I felt like they kept the same, where he says, I'll do what I must. And then he says, then you will die. Um, You know, one of the, as we talked before, it was one of the best fight scenes. Um, In my opinion, one of the best fight scenes throughout all the Disney Plus series. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It's one of the better lightsaber battles in general. I mean, like that goes to show how many, sadly, how many great lightsaber battles we've had, but you felt, you felt it. Like you understood the magnitude. You felt the characters. You were emotionally pulling for both in some way. Like it's more so you see the fall of Anakin even more so in the Vader and then you have Obi-Wan, you know, now fully focused on, I have to destroy him. 
there is no coming back. I, I, I can't die, period, because I have more important things to protect. So you feel that you feel a little bit more. So, yeah. So basically in that first scuffle, um, I guess I would call it uh, Kenobi ends up pretty much losing that as Vader basically buries him in rocks. Um, and it seemed at one point that Kenobi was about to give up, that he, he had lost hope. And then he remembered uh, Leia and Luke, that that was his new purpose and new hope. Funny how I use new hope there. Oh, <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't get, I didn't say that word yet. I'm getting there. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm getting there. But, um, you know, he lifts the rocks up, basically climbs out of there like a badass. Just really like, quick, too. Yeah, really quick. Like that, he was on a mission. You know, he just charges Vader from behind. Vader senses it, but. I mean, he was pretty close to laying a hit on him. And then you just see Kenobi. Honestly, when Kenobi was fighting, I saw straight anger in him. In his character. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was pure anger. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was using a lot of Anakin's fighting styles, too, according to Star Wars Theory. Oh, yes. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. If you watch. And it was a lot of the the fighting scenes from the training scene that we saw earlier. That's what he was doing. He was using a lot of what Anakin did. I'm surprised he didn't talk about, like, he didn't throw back in his face, all you care about is winning. And I was waiting for that line. I'm like, that's why you will always lose, Darth. You're only about winning. And he would use it against them and try to trigger him. I'm Sunday didn't do that, but I'm not upset about it. It was just like, that would have been actually kind of nice if you threw that in there for effect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it ended perfectly, but that would have been a good little, I guess you would say piece of closure to an extent. Yeah. Um, because actually, I, I want to ask you guys this real quick. Is this the last time that we see them fight? I know we yes. kind of discussed it earlier. Yeah, yes. I believe so, too. Emperor Palpatine pretty much made that. Yeah. I mean, like, and yeah, to move a little bit forward in the story. When he talks to Palpatine, which I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, returned. Yeah, wow, he returned. Wow, he he's back again. Wow, um, not complaining. Uh, he basically told Vader, "If you do this, it's not going to work. Like, move on. Like, mm-hmm. it's over." And Vader's like, "Okay, yeah." Don't want to piss you Get off. Get over so. your ex girlfriend, or I'm not going to date you anymore, Darth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, little does he know the apprentice is alive, but you won't see her for like a few more years. <laughs> so your past, uh, forget that shit. Well, yeah, no, I liked uh, I liked that whole fight scene. Um, I also thought it was interesting how he said that my friend is truly dead when he was saying that um, Obi Wan wasn't the one that killed Anakin. Darth Vader killed Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, just their whole exchange, you know, you could tell when Anakin was talking, when the you would see Kenobi's lightsaber reflecting off of him. I, I always find those little, little crazy details just absolutely beautiful. Yep. No, it was very well done. Very well talking about the true death of Anakin when Obi-Wan says, you know, to Luke later on that, you know, he's more machine than man now, twisted by evil. 
you know, that's it. That is the moment he knows for sure. I mean, obviously the only plot hole I can say here is, is that with this whole battle, Obi-Wan had a chance to kill him. Oh yeah. 1000%. And he didn't. And I'm like, see, the only problem I have is I wish something had just broken them apart or like Obi-Wan actually proved to Anakin I will kill you. I will finish this. And Vader uses whatever strength he has to either break the rocks and separate themselves away from each other so he doesn't die and survive. And Obi-Wan basically walks away going like, and now you know, don't come after me again or else next time I'm going to kill you. So that's the only small problem I have because he's beat finish him off and you didn't and maybe i guess it ain't the jedi way he's he's defenseless he still's god's lightsaber and he's killed thousands of younglings finish him mm-hmm. slaughtered him like animals yes finish him not only the men but the women and children too that too no <laughs> But, you yeah, know, I um, I thought it was interesting that he didn't. I mean, obviously, we all knew he didn't kill him. But why yeah. he didn't kill him, that he just, you know, kind of let him. He just left him there to suffer, basically. Again. Yeah, twice. And there's no real, like, when Qui-Gon pops up, there's no real mention of, like, you didn't kill him. That's also why I'm here. Like, maybe that is part of it, the subtle meaning. Like, you chose the light. You didn't kill him. And you yeah. moved on. Now now I'm, now I'm, you're ready. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the greater purpose of it. I wish it was... I, I can't... I, I understand it's subtle stuff, but, like, would have liked a more direct answer because I still find it a little bit odd he leaves him there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like... It- so just taking it, you know, a little too far, but like if a new hope in that did not exist, like he would have killed him right there. Mm-hmm. Like if, if it was just the prequels and then this was after the prequels, of course, like I, I feel like he would have killed Vader. Yeah. He had to end it. Mm. Had to. He mm. went in there thinking that one of them was going to die. Yeah. And they both lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Palpatine returned. Palpatine returned. All right, Brandon, carry us on. All right, so basically, I got that fight out of the way. Uh, Let's focus a little bit more on Reva and her hunt for Luke. Uh, So basically, after Owen and Beru prepare and get Luke prepared to, you know, if they break, if the Tusken Raiders break in, you know, run. And Beru's uh, badass. She is. She is. Um, Basically, Reva shows up to the household. Um. Brew and Owen just start lighting her up, basically. Just lighting her up. Um, you know, she ends up kind of beating both of their asses, even though both of them... I, I will say they put up more of a fight than I thought they would have, against an Inquisitor, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she was blood-hungry for Luke. Uh, I, I really would have thought she... Especially how power-hungry she was earlier on, just chopping off people's hands. And trying to throw knives at people. Um, I was surprised she wouldn't just 
cut right through Owen and Brew, but obviously a new hope. So can I just bring up one quick thing? Because a lot of people bring up this plot hole. Why is Reva still alive? Um after the whole Vader thing and how did she get to tattooing all that stuff? Because I know there's some people who hate this. It's like, no, it, the part the point of this is Vader stabbed her. Vader didn't finish her off for whatever reason. Vader chose that and she's alive. Now people are like, well, how is she still alive and making it to tattooing? Well, it was I mean, it's almost like a gunshot wound. You know, if you're shot in the right spot and it just goes through, doesn't any organs, you're fine. I mean, that's a simple, you don't have to explain it, but like she is, you know, limping. She is in pain. She's still feeling the effects of what Vader did to her and does what she has to do. And she's limited by it. So for people who believe there's a plot hole here, no, that was the point of it. Vader probably remembered who she was. And dare I even say, Anakin stepped in and showed her mercy because he got her this close to Obi-Wan. You know, mm-hmm. you brought him to me, but now you betray me. So I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to stab you with my lightsaber and you're no longer Grand Inquisitor. And that's enough. You know. Leave her in the gutter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You must feel the despair. And that, it's not a plot hole. It's not. It's yeah, not written art. Yeah, no. I, I agree with you on that, personally. So. What about you, continue Dylan? continue on. No comment. No comment? Fair enough. Um, so, basically... Uh, Luke runs away after um, both Owen and Brew get their ass beat, essentially. Um, and Reva's trying to chase him, but as Alex said, you know, she's limping still, clearly in pain, probably also in pain from getting hit by Owen as well. Um, but definitely the lights, the lightsaber wound would uh, probably hurt a little, a little worse. Um, and then she finally gets to uh, Luke. He's knocked out cold. She has the chance to kill him. She gets flashbacks of, you know, Anakin slaughtering the younglings and then her face. She goes to swing and she just can't do it. Um, and then we'll cut to Obi-Wan sensing Luke in danger. Um, he arrives to Tatooine and he's with Owen and Beru. She, uh, Reva brings uh, Luke He's still knocked out, just sets him right in front of Owen and Brew and Kenobi. Um, he finally moves a little bit so they know he's okay. Um, and then, you know, her and Obi-Wan have their little conversation. Um, and she ultimately turns to the light side. And then, you know, we get a couple, a couple extra scenes. Um, we then get uh, our scene with uh, Palpatine returning. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that actually was the same Palpatine from from the prequel. Well, yeah, that's Ian McDermott. Yeah, I don't know why. In my opinion, he looked completely different. He looked a little different. I think they wanted to make it more true to the original. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because I I don't know. I thought he looked a little goofy in it. He looked a reason. little different, but they're trying to make it more so. 
equal to the time progression between. yeah yeah but i thought i thought that was a cool little uh add in there to have him come back as well as just as he's have around somehow oh yeah he somehow returns yeah but um yeah he always somehow returns yeah but yeah, we, we basically discussed their conversation uh, about Kenobi and Vader, um, about how he, you know, he still believes that Vader is weak for his old uh, master. Um, and then we get Kenobi arriving to Alderaan to deliver Lola back to Leia, which honestly, I hated that droid personally, but it looked like Mickey Mouse. We've never talked about that, but it literally looked like Mickey Mouse. Ha ha, I'm in Star Wars now. Yes. The minute that Lola popped up and her little ears went whoop, I go, what? I'm like, they had to throw in Mickey Mouse. Oh, of course. Of course. Anyways, to. the mouse owns them. Yeah. But Where, uh, where's my lightsaber, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Kenobi returns to Alderaan. Um Leia and Bail Organa are awaiting him um, as he gives Lola back to Leia. Uh, Leia. Um, he basically tells her about Padme and at Anakin without using their names um, and not getting too into detail, but that um, she has qualities of both of them that were good. Um, I thought I it was teared, a cool I, way. I to- teared up a little bit. Yeah, I did too. I did too a little bit, um, if I'm being honest. Um, and then also this kind of leads up to, you know, we mentioned earlier, um, you know, how she knows where Kenobi's going to be. Um, and, and if they need any help, uh, that obviously they know where to be or where to get a hold of them at. Um, and then basically to cap things off, um, we go back to Tatooine. Um Kenobi and Owen start talking and Obi-Wan tells him that, um, you know, he needs to be a boy essentially. And, you know, he's going to back off a little bit. Um, at least I got that impression. Didn't you guys? Well, yeah, he does yeah. In, the sh- yeah. in the movie. So he has, he did it. So, yeah. So he, he backed off, you know, gave him his space. Um, and Owen finally allows him to um, meet Luke and give him the toy that we see in New Hope, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And we got a hello there, finally. A- another thing, it also ties in how Luke knows old Ben Kenobi, the hermit. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that was something that afterwards, it hit me. I was like, the only Kenobi I know is old Ben Kenobi. And it's like, Oh, that's how you know him. Yeah. But when he did the hello there, I was like, he did the thing. Oh, I was so excited for that. I was so excited. I was like borderline upset that he hadn't said it yet. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. But they, they definitely did that on purpose because they knew everyone was going to be waiting for it. But um, then he's writing on. Uh, what do we say the name of that uh, creature is? camel i don't know camel i'm not i'm not a i'm not an expert on Ethiopia. i think Ethiopia. yeah i think that's what it was something very close to that i apologize let's go with it we're we're going with it um and then he sees uh qui-gon's force ghost um 
What took you so long? Start. <laughs> they start, uh, you know, chatting it up a little bit. And that Qui-Gon has always been there. He just couldn't see him because he had to face his fears, essentially. Yep. And we see them walk into uh, Bears Canyon where, fun note, Anakin did the pod racing. Yep. Yep. And that was the finished. No end credit scene. Nope. And I, I checked for one, too. I waited. but I did, too. Overall ratings? There was nowhere to go with that. Yeah. Season season total overall rating? Season overall. Man. I would say 8.9. I was going to 8.9. I'm giving it 8.5. I think it was extremely well done. Um, I think there were some parts that were slower than others, but I, I didn't really hate it. You get to see Vader being completely badass, which is something we need to see more of. You get to see a redemption almost of Obi-Wan, of his guilt and everything, tying in Leia to, screw it, I'll give it a nine. Like, it's really, really well done and just worthy to be a part of the Star Wars, you know, canon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right with you, Alex. I I gave it a nine as well. Um, You know, I've been anticipating this series for so long. Um, And honestly... um, you know, there were some things that I thought that were going to happen differently. Um, but it honestly it met my expectations for what I got. And I Same. can't get mad. I, we got a lot more Leia than I thought we were going to get. Though. Yeah. I did, I, yeah. I did that was the biggest it. thing that I didn't expect to happen. But of expectations, we got exactly what we wanted. A huge fight between the two of them. We got Qui-Gon Jinn. We got young Luke. We got, um, what was the other thing I said? Oh, the hello there. And we got Palpatine returning somehow. So I felt satisfied all through and through. The only thing my biggest gripe was, was just some of the writing. But, you know, I I feel like we got to give Star Wars kind of like a little leeway because the original movies had some corny writing too. So I feel like they got to keep it up to par with like the authenticity of it. I mean, I don't know. I just don't want anything to ever be like Marvel where it's just all joke, 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 funny. Like Star Wars was a serious like thing. It's just, it was just corny writing at the time. Yep. One, one quick thing on Qui-Gon, cause everyone points out there's another plot hole here with him being a force ghost saying he died before he could meet the wills. Um, I would turn around and say, first off, how do we know he didn't do it before uh, Phantom Menace? But number two, I think more importantly, when Yoda learns and is still in contact with Qui-Gon's spirit, does he help Qui-Gon learn to transcend and become a force ghost because his spirit is still there? Is there any rule against that? As long as your spirit's there, you can't still become a force ghost if someone can guide you. Yeah, that's a fair point, honestly. That's a fair point. And I think it's more so the latter that Yoda, he wanted Yoda to get there. He guided Yoda there so Yoda can guide him after the fact, mm-hmm. which is probably what happened. And that's why he's now Force Ghost. So yeah. there you go. Plot hole blown up in your face. There you go. Um, all over your face. Yes. Well, it looks like Mike's not going to show up, so we're going to have to do the three blue milks between the three of us. 
Um, I'll go first. So for the first blue milk of the night, if you could change one thing from the series of Kenobi, what would it be? Oh, jeez. If you need a minute, I already got mine. I'll go first. Go ahead. I would have liked to have seen Vader, Dooku, Reva, Reva. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair Do, enough. It. Do it. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, I actually probably would have seen, liked to have seen a little bit more of an intense lightsaber duel between Obi-Wan and Vader in the finale. I agree. Uh, I not saying it wasn't bad, but it, God, with all the buildup, I really thought they would do something a little bit more over the top, not episode three, but somewhere in the middle. I felt again, it was a little bit too quick. Like I get what they were trying to do, but man, we'll love something a little bit more epic to where when he finally beats Vader, it's like, Holy shit. You know, the rumors I heard were just so over the top crazy that like, if I saw that, this would probably be the greatest series of all time, period. Okay. Uh, I would probably say um, you guys probably aren't going to be expecting this, but um, more of the Grand Inquisitor towards the end rather yeah. than rather than just bring him back for the last episode to say, totally. I don't think we should get off. And then Vader basically saying, fuck off. Which he pretty much did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think what I'm trying. I have mine, but I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. It's almost like a fuck, Mary kill, but it's basically for apprentice. So, okay. Master apprentice betrayal. Okay. So one can be your master. One is your apprentice, and one's the one you betray. Anakin, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan. Um, and we can throw Vader in if you prefer Vader. So this is actually going to be a little crazy. Um, Master Qui-Gon. Um, apprentice, Anakin, betray Obi-Wan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was that was exactly mine too. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm always Master Qui Gon because he knew everything. I would try to. You want to? I probably would be the same. I I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. No, you want to? I'm going to change. I'm going to betray Anakin. You killed younglings <laughs> and the women and the children too. So, see, I say that the only reason I say that is because Plus, I'll take Natalie Portman for myself, because if Obi-Wan betrayed me, like, I know he wouldn't hunt me. Anakin, Anakin's batshit crazy. He has nothing to live for at this point, really, other than power. I'd make sure I kill him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd finish him. Adam off. beat. I would have just off with your head. Yeah. And then, um. Mine would be. Oh, um, what would you think of a Reva series? I'm glad you asked. I would watch it. I would be skeptical and they'd have to do it just right because this is time sensitive. I know it's still filler, but it's still time sensitive because she's not in Rebels. So I'd be interested, but it just has the right thing. 
Honestly, I'm for it if she's going to hunt down the Grand Inquisitor. Yes. Yes. Do that. 100%. Do that. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, because they kind of just, I don't know. They didn't really give her, like, I would say I wouldn't. It was way too quick. Character really Very closer. quick. Everything was so quick with her. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they need two more episodes. You're free now. Okay, so what, is she just going to walk on the sands of Tatooine? Sure. And live happily ever after. The end. In the Dune Sea. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the Tuscans. Nah, man, she's totally screwing up. No, no, she, no, her end story is she fell in the pit of Sarlacc, sadly. <laughs> True. Well, that's all I got. We wrapped up another series just like that. On to the next one. We've got, uh, I think, Andor's next in August, right? Yep. Yep. So we'll see everybody back then. Uh, tune in next week. Hopefully we can get Mike on the pod to hear his thoughts on Kenobi. <laughs> Don't know what happened to Big Mike tonight, but that's okay. We love him to death. Alex, thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Brandon, as always, it's always a pleasure to do this right alongside you. Of course. It's always a pleasure. One last time for the road. Hello there. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Peace. You cut out a piece of me, and now I bleed internally. Left it without you, without you. And it hurts for me to think about what life could possibly be like without you, without you. So there you go. Oh, can't make a wife out of a hoe. Oh, I'll never find. You cut out a piece of me and now I bleed internally left it without you I've had an all-time Chill out, dickwad.